This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's Monday the 17th of April and the subject today is very simple. Has Brexit murdered the Orient Express? Let me explain. The Orient Express began in 1883. No, I wasn't on board, thank you very much. Um, This was a train from Paris that rolled across Europe to a place called Giorgio on the Romanian side of the Danube, just across actually from Bulgaria. Within six years, it had extended all the way to Istanbul. And that was really the classic Orient Express line. Leaving Paris, Gardelest, heading through Champagne uh, region, uh, Lorraine, Alsace, and then crossing the Rhine at Strasbourg. Then you would go through Munich and a whole series of European capitals, Vienna, Budapest, Belgrade, and Sofia en route to Istanbul, where you would pull in at Serketje Station, which is still there, still open. Not welcoming so many trains these days, but there's a lovely Orient Express museum that you can explore, as well as the beautiful old ticket hall. Um, It's a lovely place to be if you happen to be in Turkey's largest city. Anyway, the Orient Express suffered death by a thousand cuts. It kept being trimmed back. It simply wasn't a train for the modern age. And ultimately, it came to an end in 2009. And by that stage, it was frankly pathetic. It didn't go to Istanbul anymore. That was abandoned a long time ago. It didn't even start in Paris. Nope, it just went from Strasbourg to Vienna. And it was just really an ordinary overnight train with an extraordinary name. But by that stage, people had been convinced that the Orient Express would roll on forever because a company called uh, Belmond now... Um, bought up lots of 1920s carriages, put them together and created a luxury train, the Venice Simplon Orient Express. Now, it went to Venice, which, and don't write in please, I don't believe the actual Orient Express ever did, but it's still very much a glamorous um, destination, of course, and many people are prepared to pay a fortune for it, and they have been doing for the past 41 years. Extraordinary. You travel in, well, a lot of people would say the height of luxury. Um, The publicity promises your voyage begins on the platform of a famed European city where historic carriages await your arrival. Well, those famed European cities will soon not include London. 
Let me tell you how it works on the British side of the channel. Um, you cannot run this old rolling stock through the channel tunnel. You just can't. Well, some people would say, actually, you could. Let's, let's try it. But um, security and safety regulations do not allow it. So therefore, passengers travel on a British Pullman train through the lovely Kent countryside as far as Folkestone. Then they get off the train and then they get onto a bus and they go through from Folkestone onto the Eurotunnel shuttle and they end up in Calais where they get back, where they, they get out of the bus finally and get on the Orient Express train or at least the Venice Sample Orient Express. Well, um, the trouble is that since we decided to leave the European Union, it's been a little bit tricky, as you might have spotted. We demanded that we should be treated as third country nationals, like the people of Tonga, like the people of Venezuela. We want our passports examined closely. We want them stamped. And more to the point, we want to be subject to the entry exit system which the European Union is going to introduce possibly as early as this November. We know it was on its way because we were involved in, before the uh, referendum in setting it up so it's no surprise. However we have seen such congestion at Dover and indeed last summer we saw a lot at uh, Folkestone because there is an awful lot of time consumed at what is now effectively a hard EU border with the French Frontier Police conducting their checks on the British side of the channel. Now they're doing their best but everything takes a lot longer and now Belmond, the company which runs the train, says it cannot afford any uncertainty about how long it's going to take for British passengers to join the train in France. You can't really blame them. I mean when you're planning a train like this the Venice Saint-Plan Orient Express simply isn't an express. It's a relatively low speed train. It's got to fit into railway lines which are carrying large amounts of passenger services, some of it um, really quite fast, freight trains and so on. They have to plan 24 um, months in advance. There is very little wriggle room. Um, if you start off late, then it's very difficult indeed to recover. These are slotted into very tautly compiled schedules of ordinary trains carrying ordinary people who paid ordinary fares and the repercussions could be very substantial it might really extend the journey time that could even jeopardize onward connections by air or sea so i asked uh, belmond about this and they say we are worried that the enhanced checks of all passports will introduce risks to our guests journeys well, instead, people will be travelling on Eurostar um, from London St Pancras International to Paris and joining the Venice Saint-Plan Orient Express there. Arguably, that's actually a more sophisticated way to travel because you're not going to have to mess around getting off your luxury train and getting on a dull old bus. Um, now, therefore, uh, the London part the UK element of the Orient Express is no more. So, to go back to my original question, has Brexit murdered the Orient Express? Not really. It wasn't really the Orient Express on this side. And my Belmont spokesperson says, we hope to return the, to running the British Pullman leg as soon as possible. So, 
Something may happen, but for now, if you want the Venice Saint-Plan Orient Express, there are some departures still open um, before they close this down, and you might want to try it out. I'll tell you what, though, I won't see you on board. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.